The King's Council community is designed to equip entrepreneurs to operate in excellence through proven God-given templates and kingdom principles. Now, we believe that entrepreneurship is God-given, which is why our mission is to create wealth and provision for the purpose of confirming God's covenant on this earth. So whether you are a new entrepreneur or heck, maybe you're looking to become one, looking to go from employed to deployed, then we have a program for you. Or if you're an existing business leader looking for that tribe or that community to run with to discover what true success and prosperity in life actually is, not just within the financial means, but mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually as well. If you're looking for that purpose, or if you know that God has more purpose for you in the kingdom, then the King's Council is the tribe for you. Like-mindsetted, bold, kingdom leaders on mission, willingly engaging in the battle of business, continually conquering new territories to bring the spoils of the world back into the kingdom, the kingdom economy. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. And in the studio today, which is actually just my basement, once again, Mr. Christian Edwards. What is happening, man? Not much. Pleasure to be here as always. It's always great to have you have you in the house, man. You've been here for a few days. Yeah, yeah. We just sold our house in New Jersey. And we are making our way to Fort Worth, Texas. So we're excited about that. But our place down there isn't ready for a few weeks still. So appreciate the hospitality. Yeah. So all you Texans, get ready. The Edwards family is coming in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Coming in hot. That's right. Play a little Andy Mineo. Right? Andy Mineo. Coming in hot. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Andy. Hashtag Andy. <laughs> oh, man. So as I mentioned, it's always great to have you here. Um, and whenever we're under the same roof, we always try to get an episode or two. So we're going to do a couple episodes here over the next few days, and uh, they'll be kind of released simultaneously. And we have some pretty, uh, what do we want to call them, beefy topics, I guess, or maybe overused topics that get used a lot. I know you got some even statistics that you pulled up here. And we're going to dive into our calling. Yeah. Right. And I think just in the Christian community, we hear that a lot. Like, uh, what is my calling? Or we even think that like, well, God, what is my calling? Or um, sometimes I even would kind of think like roll my eyes. Like when I hear, oh, I just don't feel called to do that. And I'm like, okay, well, no, you're just lazy. (laughs) But maybe that's just my opinion. But I just think it is, is, used a lot in the Christian circle and in bubbles. And as we've kind of dived, dived? Dove. Dove. Probably. Dove in <laughs> into scripture. <laughs> it's been a long day for us. It has. <laughs> but as we've really just unpacked, what does the Bible actually say about calling, the mm. calling that God has on our life? And I think there's you know a few important things to notate that we are all called to know God. Right, like that—that yeah. that is the the ultimate calling. I think that any of us have, and our calling isn't necessarily our career. Yeah. It isn't necessarily our job or vocation. Obviously, within the King's Council, we talk a lot about entrepreneurship and building businesses. And sure. and while your calling can certainly you know be woven into your you know your business, your your ministry, your business tree, uh, if we want to call it that, that necessarily isn't your calling, right? right? Ultimately, your calling, number one, is to glorify God and to know Him more and, and ultimately let others know of Him. Yeah. 
right? Like it could be that simple right. uh, to, to know God and to tell others about him. Like it's, it's pretty simple. Like, right. And if you actually take that seriously as your calling, as we all should, because there, there are universal callings when it comes to callings. There's unique callings that each and every individual has, but the universal callings, um, there's things that apply to not just us as believers, but to as human beings, period. So the calling of every human to be born on this earth is to come to a saving faith relationship with Jesus Christ. And we're not just saying that because we're, we're Christians. We're saying that like, because we say so, we're saying that because that's what the Bible says. That's what God says. First Peter says that it's God's will that no man perish. So it's his will that we all have a genuine relationship with him. His will is for us to all experience heaven one day. And because of free choice, unfortunately, not all of us will. And he's given us that free choice out of, it's a gift that he's given us because, you know, we've talked about it in past podcasts. He could have created us to be little robots that just love him and worship him and we're perfect all day, every day. And then we go to heaven and we just continue to worship and glorify him for all of eternity. But is that life? Like, no, it's great. For every time we are in a a dry season, a low season, even if you just have a bad day, it's like, okay, well, that allows me to appreciate the good stuff, the good seasons that much more. And would we even know what love is? Like to love God and feel the love of God. If we're just created to just receive it, bestow it back to him, we would have no idea what it actually is. So like, I'm grateful for the free will, but unfortunately that leaves a lot of people in a place where they're not, they they were called to be saved, called to have a relationship with the Lord, but they chose not to. Right. Yeah. That's interesting to take on it or to think of it that way. Because a lot of us, I think are when we're, when we're questioning what our calling is, usually most people are like, what am I going to do with my life? God, what am I supposed to do with my life? And while, you know, some of us may, you know, be building a business or some of us may be working a, you know, a nine to five job, at the end of the day, what you're saying, our calling, that doesn't matter, right? Our calling is to to know God and hopefully then make him known to others, right? You know, why he created us is yeah. is to really glorify him, have relationship with him. Yeah. But so many of us are make the choice to do so. And while they could be successful at building a business or su- successful in their job, there's still always going to be that feeling of unfulfillment until you actually step into the calling that God has on your life. For sure. And what is my calling? What is my purpose? I think is one of three questions that every human being asks at some point. It's always, who am I? Like, what, what's my identity? Like, who really am I? Then what's my purpose? Like, why am I here? You know, like, who am I? Why am I here? And then where am I going when I die? So your identity, your purpose, your destiny. Whether you grow up in the church or not, just as a human being, you're going to ask yourself, even if you don't believe in God, you're asking somebody. You're sitting there at night saying, why am I here? You know, even if you're talking to yourself. And gratefully, God gives us some answers for that. And he doesn't obviously spell out exactly what every individual calling is, what all of our purposes are. You know, we, we seek him through prayer, but he does reveal, like we said, the, those universal callings. And it, it's interesting because I just Googled, what is my calling? 
and there's three billion six hundred forty million search results. Three billion six hundred forty million. Now, if I sprinkled the word Christian in there, right? Goes down to two hundred thirty-six million. So that means even if you use other words, you know, even if you use God, it'll narrow it down. But we got to figure out, okay, what God? Because there's only one God that we should be receiving instruction from, right? The one real God. So that means that there's 3.4 billion answers on Google as to what somebody's calling might be. That's unbelievable. And even the first few that popped up, I think one was an article from Oprah. One was a, a Buddhism website. Uh, the first few, I don't even think were Christian websites. One was like Forbes magazine. You know, what's your calling? Yeah, very interesting as to everybody has an opinion as to what somebody's calling should be. Because it, you know, no matter what you wind up as, you, as a profession or a vocation, it'll probably make you feel comfortable in life to say, yeah, I was called to do this. Do you love it? No. Do you like it? No. Are you making an impact other than like, you know, paying the bills, putting food on the table? No. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's what you're called to do. Right. Yeah. That's so good, man. Because on that point, like if you're in just going through the motions of life right now for any of you listening to this and you just feel like, yeah, I'm just paying the bills or if like there's, there's gotta be something more, know that that's, that's God, like that's him knocking and saying, hey, come on, come on. There's more to this because there's there's so much more to life than just punching a clock and working 40 years, 50 years, whatever it is, and then retiring and dying. Like uh, there's so much more that God wants to do with with us, yeah. right? Through us. And in the, you know, the New Testament is what I was just kind of scouring through of like, okay, what does it mean to have a calling? And, you know, when Jesus was picking the the disciples, he basically said, follow me, right? And they were fishermen, you know, they were just normal everyday people and they got the calling of, hey, follow me. So there's the, the primary calling on all of our life is to follow Jesus, right? To put him number one in our life and not necessarily, don't be seeking the calling, but seeking God. If you seek God, your calling will find you. If you seek your calling, you'll never find it. Yeah. You, you just won't because it's the, your calling is not found in in seeking that function. Your your calling is found in seeking your Creator. Yeah, that's good. It's kind of like uh, those who desire spiritual gifts, and there's no nothing wrong with that. The Bible says to pray for these gifts, but they're just simply seeking the gifts rather than the gift giver. And I find so many times, no matter what I'm praying for, when I just sit in those quiet times alone in worship, just kind of boohooing my eyes out to the Lord, just like growing close to Him and worshiping Him and exalting Him, that's when it's like the light bulb goes off. All these questions I had for Him or everything I've been petitioning Him for, every bit of counsel or direction I was asking, all of a sudden just starts flowing because I was just simply seeking Him. And I'm not saying that's rule of thumb by any means, but if we do just focus our devotional time with him to just truly be in a sense of a state of worship with him and just grow close to him, well, I mean, it's just amazing how all of a sudden the voice of God seems so clear. Yeah. And we hear what he has to say to us. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So, so number one, if you want to know your calling, number one, you got a primary calling is to follow Christ. Okay. And if you've done that, I think a, a lot of our listeners have done that. If you haven't done that, we'll, we'll let you know where to text and we're happy to have that conversation with you. But if you've done that, then it's like, okay, what's next? Because if, if you've given your life to Christ, you essentially, Paul, Paul talks about it in, in Romans that we have been legally adopted right? We've taken on a new identity. Okay. So now it's like, what are we going to do with this? We know what our calling is to, and it's part of it is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all, everything else is basically going to be taken care of, which is crazy to think about, right? Because we get so bogged down with, I got to pay the bills. And, and part of our calling, we are called to work, right? But after we're seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then everything else is going to be taken care of. But so as, as we are seeking God, number one, ultimately taking action is where, if we're sitting around waiting on God to show us our calling, like our, our calling, what we're supposed to be doing, what we're supposed to be working for, that's not how it works, right? We're, we're to you know follow him, take on this new identity of Christ, and then the secondary calling is like, okay, now what? And I think that then comes back to spending time with him in the Bible, the operating manual for life in prayer and not just asking, but spending time truly listening and, and then just being in obedience to that, which I just got to share on this if it's cool about Ellie. We're partly doing this podcast because we talked a little bit about this on our Monday growth call, which by the way, if any of our podcast listeners, you want to hop on live with us, every single Monday, we do a growth call, 5.30 Central Standard Time. And you can, if you went to our website, kingscouncilcommunity.org, you can actually register and you'll get notified, you'll get our calendar. But every single Monday, we hop on live and do a growth call. So we encourage you to do that. But I shared a story of my daughter, Ellie, she's 10. And this past weekend, we had an event here at the house, but we were sitting out by the fire and she was super excited to come talk to me because I, we were busy with everybody throughout the day. So I hadn't really got to spend much time with her. And, and she grabs me and goes, dad, I got to tell you something. God spoke to me this week, which was like one of the greatest things that a father could have actually here. So I'm trying to like remain calm and not be like a giddy little schoolgirl. <laughs> like, tell me, tell me. Um, I was like, okay, well, what? tell me about it, babe. And, and she said, well, I was walking inside at, at her mom's house. I was walking inside and, and God told me not to go in yet, but to go by the swing set. So I said, well, what did you do then? Oh, I went by the swing set, right? Which to me, I was just, just like, man, that is such a, an obedient childlike faith. Because how many of us would start to question Nah, it's it's dark out, or it's time for bed. I'm going inside. God, why would I need to go yeah, by the busy? If you or, want to talk to me, just even yeah. doubt. Was that God? Nah, probably not. Exactly. Yeah. She just went and she sat on the swing, and she was obedient to that. And then God spoke to her that she was to pray for her neighbors, which is an older couple. And then uh, you know spoke to her again about praying for some other people I believe that she had mentioned and then, you know, us as a family and so on and so forth. But, and then she, so I was like, okay, great. So she's, I'm like, then what? Well, she's like, well, I prayed. And then, then I went inside <laughs> and I was like, amazing. Right. She was just obedient to and sensitive to the Holy Spirit, which is something we've been praying about and, and openly discussing as she's working out her faith. But it just comes back to that. I think that obedience, listening 
to God and then actually being obedient and taking action yeah. on that. When you when you feel that you're supposed to be doing something and we make so many excuses, right. I, I would argue the fact then that we're not we're not operating within our calling of God if we're not taking action on on those intuitions and and actually being that obedient Christ-like follower that we're called to be. Yeah. No, what's awesome about that is she was just as happy and giddy to share with you without there being like this unbelievable testimony of what happened when she prayed. Right. Like, yeah. oh, it turns out that this guy had fallen and hit his head and I prayed and, you know, the, somebody just showed up and looked in the window because, I, you know, it wasn't that. Yeah. And she's still just as giddy because just about the fact that she heard the voice of God and I believe she felt that, that affirmation from God in her obedience, which just, I mean, there's no better place to be on earth than in the will of God. And I don't care the circumstance or situation. If you are obedient to God, and I mean, by that swing set is exactly where God wanted her to be in that moment in time. So you're going to feel God's love, his peace. You're going to feel his grace, his mercy. You're going to feel the presence of God in that moment. Yeah, so that's so good right there because some of you listening, because I've gone through this recently of just like, this makes no sense, <laughs> even within the King's Council of like right. what we're doing. Right. From, right. Just like, okay, this makes zero sense. If it was like a, a actual business that I was growing to make money, I'd have killed this thing a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but just I've I've had just this incredible peace uh, f- that could only be from God, mm-hmm. and, and but then being obedient with that, and just knowing like that's just that's I mean so th- my my point to that is if some of you listening are feel like you're in a weird spot but you have that sense of peace, that's great. Like you're right where you are. Just yeah. in, in and if you don't have that sense of peace, then do something about it. Yeah. Right. But here's the thing. Take out your, if you're not spending time with God, you're not spending time in the word of God. And I'm, I'm, I want to be clear on this. You need to be reading the word of God. There's a reason it's called the living word of God is you, God will speak to you through scripture. Yeah. And so I think so many Christians are not getting into the Bible and actually spending time with God through the word of God that's already been given to us. Right. Yet. We'll we'll just try to pray and and think God's going to be on our speed dial of right. of oh just speak to me what I'm supposed to do here. Most of the questions that we have are already answered in the Bible right. if we just actually read it. If we right. haven't read our own operating manual, how are we supposed to be confident in in right. walking this thing out yeah. of life? Yeah. Right. So spend time with God, reading the Bible and then listening in prayer. Yeah. Right. But if you're not doing that and you're just expecting to find your calling by making a lot of stupid decisions, I mean, you'll find something. Yeah. Might be, you know, a lot of regret. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, because if you try to find your calling in anything other than what God has for you, it'll be like chasing the wind. You're never going to catch it. You're never going to feel fulfilled or satisfied. And there's a lot of people who you see constantly, people are just, upset in life, period. Don't like my job, don't like my marriage, my family life, everything's upside down. It's because a lot of times, because you're just doing things your own way, you know? And it's funny when you're saying, um, finding that peace of God being in God's will, 
a lot of times you'll know it's God's will and you're actually hearing God clearly as if it doesn't make sense in the natural, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> like so many times we're like, all right, even with, with King's Council, just to be like vulnerable with you guys, a, a coaching program, and it's like, all right, what do we have to do? We're, we're taking money in, putting a lot of money out, we're growing. All right, God, how do we have this financial surge? And what does God say? Turn into a nonprofit. <laughs> do it for free. And it's like, wait, oh, really, man. God? Right. You said that, but it was confirmed yeah. over and over. Right. Because <laughs> certainly I was like, I don't think so, God. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've always been like, yeah, uh, get those, out of my thoughts, Satan. <laughs> totally. Right. Totally. I've always been like, those who pay, pay attention. And I still believe that. Right. It, I mean, it's it's just you're, whenever you're investing something, you're you know something that cost you something, you're gonna actually take it more seriously. Um, but we really just have felt God just said, no, this is uh, this is a, a ministry we need to make available. And even in the the month that we've made like the DNA Blueprint course available, the testimonials of the few people that have gone through that for no charge were like. Why is this free? You right. gotta be charging for this. It's like, I know, tell me about it. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's amazing. Getting off topic a little bit, but not really, because we're sometimes it's just when you when you're so confident by the conviction that that God has actually I'm gonna even read that because I wrote this down earlier. The a definition of calling, because there can be a lot of definitions, mm-hmm. but it's a God given conviction about your life's direction. Like if you're, if we're trying to identify like, okay, what is your calling? What is your God-given conviction about your life's direction? Yeah. And notice again, it's not, it's just the direction, not, not what you're doing with your time. Okay. So it can be building a business, making millions of dollars, or it could be selling everything and going to the mission field. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that that's between you and God and the conviction that you have for this season in your life. Yeah. And I would say- personally have experienced there's different seasons there's sowing there's reaping there's um, harvest and you know seed time and and harvest it's like there's seasons for everything and so don't get frustrated if it's seed time because harvest time will come eventually yeah and going back to what you said about being in the word of god it drives me absolutely nuts when a Christian is just like, oh, I need a word from the Lord. And, you know, they, they, they'll go call up their friends with a prophetic gifting and they're like, got a word for me. You have a dream. And it's like, bro, you have the entire word of God right, right in front of you. When's the last time you cracked it open? And it drives me absolutely nuts. And I, I think um, even as far as, you know, charismatic churches across the board get a bad rap because they're spirit filled. And, you know, a lot of times in those churches, like the the gifts are are flourishing and, you know, not every charismatic church relies on like a prophetic word. There's a lot of great ones that uh, are heavy in the word of God, but uh, like like the stigma with charismatic churches is that, oh, they want nothing to do with the word of God. It's all about hearing from God and that's not biblical and all that. And sure, yeah, are there charismatic churches like that? Sure. But across the board, I don't know why I felt led to say that like charismatic churches getting a bad rap. If being a spirit-filled church means like, there's something wrong with being a spirit-filled church, then like, you don't know the Bible at all. (laughs) Right. Yeah, absolutely. But that being said, too, the Bible is the ultimate authority. Hundred percent. Because I want to, I want people to make sure that they don't get that twisted. Like, because I've 
her call call your friend and get a word and it's like divorce your wife or something like that. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That right. ain't from God. I can guarantee you that ain't from God. Hundred percent. Based upon the authority, which is the living, breathing word of God, the Bible. So if you pray and you feel like God is telling you, hey, rob this bank. <laughs> like that's not your calling to be a thief. Definitely not. Yeah. Anything. So you could, uh, you know, for some people out there, there's a lot of things you could just cross off. This is not your calling because it, it's sinful right off the bat. Yes. A hundred percent. So just even back to the obedience, because I feel like we can go so many directions on, on this topic, but back to just the obedience um, of walking in our calling, because it is a, process. Your entire life is a a journey that we're on and it's it can sometimes get frustrating. It can sometimes get overwhelming. And maybe we we tend to even sometimes lose the sight of enjoying the process. Right. And and like we'll call it a, a marathon. We're all running this marathon of life. And if, if our only focus is on the medal that we're going to win, if our only focus is on the hopefully the well done, good and faithful servant, which I think there's validity in having that focus because that's ultimately that's what I wanted, what I want to hear when God calls me home. But I also know that God wants us to be present, be in the moment, and be where our feet are right now. And sometimes even in building business, it's like, when this happens, then I'll be happy. Or when, when I acquire this, then I'll be happy. But it's just being present, being in the moment, enjoying that process, enjoying every step of this marathon that we're running, I believe is, is, it can only actually come from God. That peace of God that transcends all understanding can happen here on this earth, not just, you know, when we get called home. Yeah. Right. And to actually also appreciate if I am not walking in obedience, knowing that if I have a true relationship with my daddy in heaven, then he is going to do what it takes to get me back into that, that place of surrendering to him and obeying him. In Hebrews, it even says, you have to question, are you a, an illegitimate child of God? Because it, and if you're not feeling the discipline from the Lord, if you're not feeling you know, him like, taxing that tail when when you're stepping out of bounds, then you have to question, are you an actual child of God? So to to even, of course, when you're in it, and a lot of times, you know, we we just kind of drift or just from lack of prayer, we find ourselves in a, ourselves in a space where it's like, oh shoot, how'd I get here? Let, let me get back on my knees, back to my regular devotional time. But yeah, whether it's because of that or just willfully disobeying for a season, whatever is going on in your life to actually appreciate, man, God loves me enough. And I, I say it with my kids, you know, our older kids and selling the house, we had three older kids still living with us. One who's 18, the youngest of the, the older group, she's coming with us to Texas, but the other two and the one who's married to her husband, who was also living with us, they got a place to live themselves. And it's like, you see them go through this process of actually being adults. And it's like when they make bad decisions, I'm like, oh, geez, was I a bad father? Did I not teach them well enough? But then to kind of let them make some mistakes, but it's like at the end of the day, all right, I'm not going to let you really make those bad mistakes. I'm going to get you back on track because you just don't know any better. You know, so as a loving father, it's like, I'm not going to hold it against you. It's like, you're, you're a knucklehead. You're, you're a little naive to some things of the world. 
I, I don't think you're just being disobedient. Although, you know, this how, uh, apartment hunting, I told them some of the same things time and time again. And it's, they're like, okay, I got it, got it, got it. Then all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, I got to step <laughs> in here. But just to, to know that that God loves us and he'll do anything he p- could possibly do. Like he chases us down when we don't know him and we're rebellious against him. Then once we're in his hands, it's like he's still, cause we're so stiff necked and stubborn and rebellious by nature. And we will be, cause we're still in this, this fleshly tent. We still have this flesh. We're born again. We have a, a new heart, a regenerated heart, but we still have this, this war going on between the, the spirit and the flesh. So until we have these glorified bodies and we could completely be perfect for all of eternity, it's like God's got to continue to discipline us and out of love, continue to chase down our hearts and get us back on track to where he wants us to be. Yeah. 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 That's good. And to probably kind of put even a a bow on this, because some people maybe saw this title and they're like, oh, I'm going to find out like what my calling is. It ain't for us to tell you. Right. And even what you choose to do for your business or for your your job, that's between you and, and God. And what yeah. you choose to do, how to make money, first off, part of your calling to, to know God. And then if you have a family, you're to work. You are even if you don't have a family, you are called to work and and provide well for your family, right? And for others. And and part of that is is our calling. We're 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 loving God and we're going to love on others as well. And I think what you even just described there is like a definition of love. It includes discipline. Love is not like just accept everybody and everything. And and because they have mental issues going on, we're just going to love them. It's like, no, no, we're going to correct them and get them the help that they need. And that's love. Yeah. Right. hundred percent. And for anybody listening in our King's Council community, Go to kingscouncilcommunity.org and you'll see a tab, join the community. And it's an online platform. And we're going to have posted in there a, a worksheet as to how you could, if, if you're unaware of what your spiritual giftings are, this will help you work through that. And from there, it, you may go through and be like, oh, shoot, I might be a teacher. You know, it, it, just something that was completely off the radar for you. And not saying that like this is gospel, but this could help get you on the right track. And as you're really seeking God, because there's one verse I want to share with you guys, and it's in Ephesians chapter one, verses 11 and 12. And I don't often reference the message translation, but sometimes I, I really like it because the message translation, and I shared this before, it, it's it, like, do you ever just get like your kid by the face or just grabbed by the cheeks? It's just like, I need you to be close to my face so you could understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. That's how the message translation speaks to you sometimes. And here again, Ephesians 1, 11 and 12, it says, so we talk about how to, like, we're not going to tell you what your calling is, but here it says, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living, part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and everyone. That's phenomenal. Yes. You want answers? Turn to Christ. Yes. Man, so good. What was that, Ephesians what? 1 verses 11 and 12. 1, 11 and 12. That's good. I love that. And so thanks for mentioning that too. Join the King's Council community. And then within there, you'll get access to this worksheet. 
which is really cool. It's actually like there's questions that you get to answer, you get to rate yourself on, and then at the end you get to tally them all up and provide kind of a a report, I guess we'll call it, of like, hey, this yeah. is this is probably primarily what your what your giftings are. And there's lots of different tests and things out there that will yeah. do that. But this is obviously one for free we want to provide. And then part of the community is to help you work that out and ask any questions that you may have. So and once once you're in there, go through the DNA blueprint. Yeah. That's the course that I had mentioned before that we made free. Yeah. Cause there's some practical things we could actually we could talk out some things to figure out what our purpose is, you know, even establishing what your core values are. What are the things you care about? You know, start start talking these things out. Have conversations with, hopefully, people who are spiritual mentors in your life. But if you don't have that yet, just people that you love and you trust and that you could talk these things out. And it's like, no, th- these are the things that actually matter to me. Because really, when it comes down to it, Philippians 2.13, it says, For God is working in you giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So you may be talking things out like what you like to do, what what you feel fulfilled doing. And that's in there because God gave you that desire. The scripture says that it gives you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. That's remarkable. So if we are are close to the Lord, we're seeking him. Don't be surprised if, you know, if we're so in tune with the Lord through the Holy Spirit that all of a sudden his will for our life, his desires for our lives, that's exactly what we desire ourselves. Yes, that's a hundred percent what is I'm a I'm a testament to that because my desires have absolutely changed mm-hmm. over the last few years as I've just committed my life and and fully submitted my life to him. And that's exactly what's happened. Absolutely, because our prayer—I think this even went out in the in the community, um, not our platform, the, the, but the texting community right. um, today. Where it's you know, our, our my prayer isn't that my that God aligns His will with mine. It's that our prayer needs to be that our our will comes more in alignment with God's. Yeah, and um, and that's just so true. Yeah, His His plan for us is better than way better we than could think. Or imagine for sure. Better. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, again, guys, your calling number one is to follow him, right? The, the primary focus of that. And then the, the secondary focus is to align with whatever we put our hands to. We are called to, to, to work, number one, but with whatever we put our hands to, whatever we do, we should be doing it with all of our might, Right, and we should be doing it as if we are working for the Lord, yeah, not for anybody else. Yeah, Amen, Amen. Should we leave it with that? Yeah. All right, let's do it. We don't have a clock in front of us, so no, can't have no idea. I don't know if we went ten minutes or forty. Right, but we'll we'll end it with that, guys. (laughs) Join the community. How about this? Just text the word King K I N G, and we'll make sure that that King's Council community gets gets over to you, so you can actually join the community for free. Get the Discover Your Spiritual Giftings worksheet and then just get active within the community and join us every Monday, 5.30 Central Standard Time for our weekly growth calls. They're absolutely fun, yeah. epic, epic calls to just to get to meet and know everybody throughout the country. So yeah, good stuff. We will end it with that. We'll see you guys. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. If you loved what you heard, give us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You can also watch this episode and much more on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash King's Council Coaching.